0: Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for joining us. I want to read today from John chapter 8 and uh, verse 31. It says, so Jesus said to the Jews who had believed him, if you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples and you will know the truth and the truth shall set you free. The King James says, if you continue in my word, you are my disciples. Indeed, you know, this is something that I've been meditating on for um, uh, a while now, but this uh, this passage of scripture. First of all, there's been arguments that have said, you know, we, we Jesus made the great commission, and he said, "Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believes and is baptized shall be saved. He that believes not shall be damned, and these signs shall follow them that believe." You know, and he gave the great commission. And there's been arguments over the years of, well, that was to the original disciples. That isn't to us. Um, that's just to a group of. That was just to that group of people, or that's to those in the ministry. But he was saying that to his disciples. He, you know, he hadn't looked and said, "You're a pastor, you're a prophet, you're an evangelist." You're. Those were just his followers. Those were the ones who followed him, and that was the commission to all of his followers. So there's been this thing like, "Oh, only preachers are the." Oh, I don't need to share my faith because I'm not an evangelist, right? Um, but uh, so, oh, that was for his disciples. But here's proof of what constitutes, one of the things that constitutes a disciple is someone who continues in his word. So if you've decided, I've made up my mind, I'm serving the Lord. You're a disciple of Jesus. Anything he said to the disciples applies to you. You're a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ. You're a follower. The standard of living for your life is is true to the standard of the disciples in the Bible. So don't let that, union, people say, oh, you know, that was something Jesus said before he died. You know, that's under the old covenant. And, and, and they want to just you know, why would, why would it be recorded for us if it, if it didn't apply to us? We can understand old covenant, new covenant. We don't have to, you know, we don't have to go and make sacrifices on an altar. There's things that we, that passed away, right? And we're under the new covenant, but people, anything they don't like, oh, that was Jesus said that before he died. Yeah. Most of what's recorded about what Jesus said. He said before he died, do we just throw it all out? Do we throw this one out too? You shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. He said that before he died as well. But so you can see that we're all disciples of Christ. The second thing is that word abide. And it says in the King James says, if you continue in my word, really the picture that's being painted is if you set up your permanent dwelling place in my word, you're my disciples indeed. God is looking for for a people who grab a hold to the word and decide, I'm not letting go. I'm never letting go of the word of God. You know, this, this next verse we all know, and you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Knowing comes from abiding. And I'm not trying to get, you know, weird and philosophical on you. When you, to, to truly know something, you have to stick with it. So people hear the scripture and it could be scripture on prosperity, or they hear scripture teaching on healing, or they hear scripture teaching on salvation, or whatever it is in the word. The, the the truth will make you free. You know, God set it up that we have Jesus Christ living on the inside of us. And so we shouldn't be in bondage to anything. There should nothing that should have control of us. No sickness, no disease, no poverty, no lack, no wrong thinking, no depression, no nothing of that stuff. But it's, it's getting to know the truth that sets us free in an area. So there's people who love the Lord, people who flow in the Holy Ghost, and they're in bondage in their finances, because they don't know the truth of God's word. So it's the truth that makes free. It's the, tr- it's the truth that makes free. But people don't persist in the truth. It isn't about hearing the truth. It didn't say, and you shall hear the truth, and the truth shall make you free. It's you shall know the truth. You should become intimately acquainted with the truth. You should know in your knower the truth. You can hear in your ears, but if you if you don't believe and act out of your heart, then you don't know. And so it's people who choose. I'm setting up camp on this word from God. The Bible said, "If you obey and serve me, you'll spend your days in prosperity and your years in pleasures." The Bible says the blessing of the Lord will make makes one rich and adds no sorrow with it. I'm camping out on the fact that I'm I'm rich. I'm rich and I'm getting richer. I'm strong and I'm getting stronger. I'm full of the life of God. I got God's life on the inside of me. I'm, I'm camping on the fact that greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. The same victory that Jesus had, I have. You know, it isn't about focusing on what I am. It's about focusing on who he is. Because when you realize he's the greater one, he's the Lord most high. He's the greatest of the great. He's the wisest of the wise. He's the all sufficient one. And then where's he? He lives in me. So all I got to do is know how great he is, keep my eyes on how big he is, how awesome he is. And then, well, where is he? He's living on the inside of me. And so I've got the power that I need. I've got the wisdom that I need. I've got the strength that I need. I've got everything that I need because Jesus is the greater one living on the inside of me. What truth have you backed away from? You know, you have to, we have to esteem the word of God. There's people who've just backed away, and and it's easy. You get busy, th- you know, things come up, but to to esteem the word of God is our greatest treasure. The word is all I have. Without the word, I don't have eternal life, and without eternal life, I'd rather not have been born. To come back to esteem the word, what what did I? What have I backed off of? You know, in your heart, you have to put your faith onto the word of God and just say, "Bless God, I'm not letting go. I'm 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 abiding here in this word. I'm continuing in this word. I'm not giving up." I'm, I'm, I'm persisting in this word. And this is what, what and let's go to uh, Mark chapter four. But this is what Jesus is talking about when he told this parable of the sower. And he said, a sower went out to sow. And as he sowed, some f- seed fell along the path and the birds came and devoured it. Other seed fell on rocky ground where they did not have much soil. And immediately it sprang up since it had no depth of soil And when the sun rose, it was scorched, since it had no root, it withered away. Other seed fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it, and it yielded no grain. And other seeds fell into the soil and produced grain, growing up and increasing and yielding thirtyfold and sixtyfold and a hundredfold. And he said, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. And when he was done, those around him with the twelve asked him about the parables. And he said to them, To you has been given the secret of the kingdom of God, but for those outside, everything is in parables. And I'm going to go down here and he says, verse 13, and he said, do you not understand this parable? How then will you understand all parables? The sower sows the word. And, you know, the fact that you wake up and you listen or whatever time you listen to this is that you're a, you're a person who's choosing to hear. There's people who, who don't, they don't give time for the Word of God. I don't understand how a Christian can live without the Word of God on a daily basis. It's everything. It's your motivation. It's your source of strength. It's your life. It's your direction. It's your it's how to hear the voice of God. It's everything. And these are the ones along the path where the Word is sown. When they hear, Satan immediately comes and takes away that is the Word that is sown in them. But those, but those that were sown on good, good soil are the ones who hear the word and accept it and bear it 30-fold, 60-fold, and 100-fold. When you hear the word, you have a decision to make. You know, at some point, you have to make a decision to hang on to the word and believe it and act on it. You can't be someone who just, who's content with just hearing. Church isn't about just hearing. It's about hearing with the intention of doing it's about, it's about mapping out a, a course of action. Obviously, it's a place to get refreshed, but the word must be done. The Bible said you, to be a doer of the word and not a hearer only. And so you have a choice. When the word about God's love for you comes, and maybe that's an area where you've struggled to you know, have self-esteem to believe that you're loved, loved or lovely, what do you do? You can persist in that word, or you can just let the devil take it and get busy with other things and, and, and something else comes up. Or you can say, bless God, I'm a disciple, and I'm going to continue in this word. And I'm going to continue until it bears fruit. And I'm going to know this truth. I'm going to know this truth. Bless God, I'm going to know this truth, and this truth's going to make me free. I'm going to know the truth about prosperity, and it's going to make me free from fear and worry about finances. You know, you can live free from anxiety about money. God wants to set you up to live free from anxiety about money. And it's not just, oh, the fear's gone away, but you still don't have any money. But where God actually blesses you, where you, where you where you're comfortable, where you're living comfortably, where you're giving, but living comfortably, where the Lord makes it that you're not believing for your next meal. You know, if you start extending your faith while you're believing for your next meal, and you give and you sow, You start extending your faith, Lord. I don't want to be believing just for my next meal. I want to believe to pay. I want to believe to buy someone else groceries. And just while you're in a place where you're believing for groceries, believe the Lord for extra to buy someone else groceries. Start extending your faith. You, You you choose to to stretch out the tent poles. My faith's not gonna. My faith's not gonna just be for me. It's gonna be for somebody else. And that's how you grow in these things. But you, as you continue in the Word of God in an area. As you continue down the path of Deuteronomy 28, Lord, I thank you. You said that you give me the power to create wealth. I have a supernatural anointing to create wealth so that you can establish your covenant. And you know, we've talked about this, but the key is number one, knowing that God's on your side, that God has prosperity for you, that it's what Jesus actually paid for. You know, the Bible says that he, uh, he, we were in Galatians 3.13, we've been redeemed from the curse of the law. But one of the curses was the, 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 the toil by the sweat of your brow. You would toil and the earth would be hard and, and, it would bear, and it would produce for you, but produced by your sweat. And then what did Jesus take? He took thorns, which represent, which represent the, the weeds, the, the hard work that didn't produce thorns in the brow, in his sweaty brow. You know, those thorns were there to deliver me from poverty. So that I don't ever have to taste poverty. Not that I don't work diligently. I work with full effort. But that I don't have to taste hardship and, and, and the ground not producing for me. Hey, that's been paid for already. That's part of redemption. That's what God has made available. Hey, hallelujah. <laughs> if you continue in my word, you're my disciple indeed. So find your cornerstone scriptures and continue in the word. Bless God. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, I'm continuing in the word of God. I'm not backing down. I'm not backing off. I'm moving forward. I'm advancing. I'm not, I'm not turning to the left hand or the right hand. I'm not getting distracted. I'm like the one where the seed is sown on good soil and it produces 30, 60, and 100 fold. Block out every other voice. There's some of you that just listen to the wrong people. You have like your friends that love the Lord and follow the Lord. And then you have the people who, who, you, who, who don't even care. And, and you talk to them and they speak doubt and unbelief into your heart. I say this by the Holy Ghost. They speak doubt and unbelief into your heart. And you need to turn off those voices. You're, you won't be able to fly like you're supposed to fly when you have people like that holding you back. Oh, but I've had this relationship for so long. Well, you know, there's a time for everything, and there's a time for you to you to keep an eye out for you and, and realize I can't, I, I I can't this person's not coming with me. They've proven that. And so then I'm not I'm not letting them drag me down. There's people the Lord's putting in people's heart to distance yourself from. I'm not saying you call them and say we'll never be friends again, but distance yourself. You don't need them to be a primary voice in your life. You have to guard your heart with all diligence. Don't surround yourself with... When you're in a faith battle, you can't afford to surround yourself with doubt and unbelief. Surround yourself with people of faith. I mean, just in life in general, choose your friends wisely. If you have the people... You may have friends that are funny, and they're the funny ones, but they speak doubt and unbelief and bitterness and hardness of heart, and this person did this, and this person did this. You you can't surround yourself with those people. Bad company corrupts good morals. (laughs) Well, so what's what's the truth? What's the truth? What's the area? Is it fear? Well, God has not given you a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. You know, you should wake up. If, if you've been fearful, you should wake up and say, bless God, the lion's awake today. I got power. I'm so powerful. I'm full of the love of God. I've got a sound mind. I'm not fearful. I fear nothing. What am I doing? I'm building, I'm stirring myself up. What am I doing? I'm encouraging myself in the Lord. I'm talking to myself. I'm telling my mind how to think. Uh, I, I don't just let life come at me. By the word, you take the power of the word of God and you beat back the attack of the devil. The Lord has total victory. This is the thing. We don't serve a God who we're waiting to see if he's won the victory. He's already won it. But as we continue in the word, we're his disciples indeed. And as we know the truth, The truth makes us free. I call you free from all oppression of the devil now in Jesus' name. I love you. God bless you. Thanks for joining us. If this podcast has helped you, please share it. We'll see you on the next podcast. Bless you.